Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Chicago Justice Show. Thank you so much for tuning in. We're back after a couple week hiatus, so I could take my first travel, first trip since, God, December of 2019, and a trip home for the first time in 21 months. That was great. Remember, if you got any questions or comments, put them in the chat at any of the platforms you're watching us, and we will get them, and I will um, hopefully include them in the show. I'm your host, Tracy Siska from the Chicago Justice Project. You can find out more about our everyday work at chicagojustice.org. Um, what you will find there, at least up currently on the homepage, are two drop reports we dropped last week um, on our the Chicago Police Department Superintendent of Police, David Brown, and his time in Dallas as an officer for almost 30 years. And what you're going to see is a record of a suspension for lying multiple times in an internal inv misconduct investigation. And you're going to see not only that, but the, the, so there's one report on that, and we have another report basically about who knew about that suspension. There was a cover-up. The mayor, the police board, at the very least, knew about those things um, and didn't do anything, didn't tell the public about it. So that's a problem. So go read them. They're on the homepage and the one of the they're cover two of the three panels up on the homepage uh, top screen. So you should have no problem getting to those. On today, oh, real quick, Wednesday, our show Wednesday at 5:30. I'm going to feature an interview with Lauren Cole. She authored those two reports for the Chicago Justice Project. We're going to be talking about them, talking about the content, and go more in depth about what actually happened leading up to his suspension and the misconduct and all his lies, including failing a lie detector test. He kept appealing and kept lying up the chain of command, um, but it was all upheld because he just kept lying and lying and lying. Okay, on today's show, we're going to talk about FOP President John Catanzara's Nazi comments. I'm sure you've seen those. We're catching up on stuff since we were away. We're going to talk about a ridiculous sometimes editorial. Then we're going to go on to Shot Spotter. Yes, that's in the news because the Inspector General's office um, issued a report on that. We're setting up in the midst of setting up an interview with Deborah Witzberg, who's a Deputy Public Safety Inspector General, uh, probably for some time next week to talk more in depth about that report. Um, but we're going to cover it briefly today. And then we're going to talk about Superintendent Brown. Remember, ladies and gentlemen, who got found lying in an internal misconduct investigation, lying multiple times, I must say, 30 years ago. But now he is the one firing officers, and he's put up four officers uh, to terminate. We're going to talk about the circumstances of that case and the fact that it took the media a month to write about the fact that he, tried, he moved to fire these officers back in July. Unbelievable. Okay, real quick. We are... I know about CPD officer Ella French's death. Tragic, awful, horrible. Reforms must continue. It's a tragedy. Any death's a tragedy, whether it's someone in the communities, whether someone's an offender, whether someone's an officer. We don't want anyone to die. That's how the motto should be. Um, we're going to talk a little bit later on probably next week about all the pop and circumstance around her death and why there um, may or may not have been some gendered issues involved in that response because she was a woman and also whether or not her death was or is slash was being exploited for political purposes. Short answer, yes. <laughs> we'll talk about that later next week. Okay, before we move on, I want to talk to you about sponsoring this show. 
go to chicagojustice.org and you can find out more information about sponsoring it. Um, you can find out more about sponsoring the show. We'd really appreciate it if you could. We um, broadcast three times a week. We stream three times a week. We'd love to cover the police board meetings live. We'd love to cover the police and fire committee or public safety committee. Sorry, I'm old. Public safety committee's meeting in the city council. The Cook County board meetings related to justice. The Illinois General Assembly and the committee meetings related to justice issues. We'd love to cover those, but we need your help in helping us get the resources necessary and equipment and technology to do it. Okay, so first segment today. This should not be a shock to anyone. Here's the article from the Sun-Times. Lightfoot forges ahead with October 15th vaccine mandate for city employees, despite opposition from all four police unions. Now, yes, the unions are complaining. Shocking. The, especially the fraternal order of police, is anyone, is anyone surprised that the FOP president, John Cottonzaro, Mr. 50 complaint on trial right now in front of the police board for the third attempt the department to fire him, probably by statistically got to be one of the worst officers in the CPD currently. He's in the upper top, like 4% or less of most complaints in the history of the department, at least more, most complaints of all active officers currently which is 50. It's a remarkable number. Remarkable number. Think about any of you who can keep your job after 50 complaints. Um, I think you'd lose it after 20 or 10 or 5 in the normal world, but not Mr. Cotton-Zaro. But anyways, the, F the unions aren't happy. Should we care? Given the circumstances. We're a year and a half in. We're a new variant that's taken over the country. It is five to ten times more transmissible. Even if you have a breakthrough infection, it's still very transmissible. Odds are if you have a breakthrough infection, you won't get very sick. But you are still um, able to pass it on. We have the southern part of this country being devastated by the virus. They have almost very few of their citizens are vaccinated. We're in a city... In the north here, when you're talking about Chicago, I'm in D.C. right now, that has a pretty good vaccination rate of its citizens, of its residents, but low of the officers. So let's take a look at Mr. Cotton-Zara's comments. They should not shock anyone. Now remember, you got to put this into context, ladies and gentlemen, when we're talking about taking a vaccine. Never when there, a vaccine is created, never, never, never when a vaccine is created, do we have long, the, do we have scientific evidence of what the long-term, long-term, long-term impact could possibly be? Why? Well, it's pretty simple. Vaccines are created for ongoing problems and to eliminate them. If you wait for the long-term stuff, it ravages the public while you wait. This is what's happening in the South right now. Look at Florida. Look at Texas. Look at Mississippi. Florida's worse than it's ever been. Texas is about as bad, if not worse, than it's ever been. 18 months into this, that should not be happening. Okay? Now, remember, ladies and gentlemen, all of us to attend school had to get vaccinated. 
all of us, including Mr. Kanzara. He says he can think now, well, hey, I know my parents knew the long-term impact of the vaccines I got, but they didn't when they were created. And you had to get it regardless, and you got it regardless. But now anti-vaxxers, which is a big population of the CPD, that by itself is a problem. That by itself is telling you about the, how toxic and unbelievably destructive the culture of the police department really is. Right? We'll talk about the numbers in a minute. It's, un, it's really, it's unbelievable. Right? These people, basically the CPD with the low vaccination rate it has, is literally becoming a vector for transmission. They deal with the public day in and day out all day. And a lot, most of their officers, the majority of the officers, are not vaccinated. I think the number of, of that was in the article is something like 47% for CPD, for NYPD officers are vaccinated. That, to me, is still incredibly, unbelievably, mind-blowingly low. Once again, it shows you the culture of policing and the toxicity and what's wrong with policing in America. They're a public service agency. They should want to get it so they don't give it to the people they interact with every day. But they don't. They don't trust anything. That all, that's more proof of an alt-right mentality that has taken over policing in America. So that's for the NYPD. How many for the Chicago Police Department? If I remember, and I don't have it in front of me, but if I remember right, it's something like 37% are vaccinated. 37%. Basically, one in three officers is vaccinated. Two-thirds of the police department is not vaccinated. What the hell is going on? How much of the alt-right mentality has hit the department? How much have they lost their public service and we just went out and we're a public service agency? That's gone. How do we know? Because only one-third's vaccinated. They are getting and passing along COVID like maniacs. They have to be. They have to be. They're interacting with people all the time. You can see pictures online all the time of them, none of them wearing masks. Not 100%, but large swaths never wearing masks. They have to be getting the disease and they have to be passing it along. That is just a fact. COVID has wiped out, killed hundreds of officers around the country. They still don't care. So given that context, let's look at a couple quotes from Mr. Katanzara. This is literally lit a bomb underneath the membership, the mandatory vaccines. And what are they going to do when four or 5,000 coppers say, screw you, I'm staying home. You're not making me get this effing vaccine. Don't paint me. That's fine. We'll see you in court. What are you doing, man? See who in what court? Are you insane? 1905. Back to George Washington, in fact. He vaccinated everyone in his army. What are you talking about? We'll see you in court. You're going to see you in court and get laughed out. 190 hospital workers already tried that in federal court, got laughed out in Texas. They appealed to the Supreme Court for mandatory vaccines. They lost. Amy Coop Barrett is alt-right and un, um, unqualified for the position as possible on the Supreme Court. Probably the most unqualified Supreme Court justice in the history of the world said no, shut it down, would not let the court take an appeal. Didn't even write, I just said, no, get the hell out of here. You're going to go in court, you're going to lose horrifically. This is a corrupt, utterly useless, broken um, person fighting for relevance. 
Four or 5,000 cops are going to give up their pay in Chicago? Not a chance. Not a chance. They're going to get their shots. They're going to get their shots. If they don't, the city should just find a way and move and fire them. Bye. You're a public service agency. We're not ask mandating that you got the shots last December, December of 20, or even January of 21. But by October, we're almost a year into people getting shots. Hundreds of millions of people around the country have gotten these shots. Around the country, around the world. Over 100 million have gotten it in the U.S. And all are fine. And well, my God, one person died here, one person died. Sure, but when you're talking shooting up 80, 100 million, 120, 150 million just in this country, let alone Europe or Russia, South America, Central America, Africa, Asia, India, China, are you kidding me? Only an alt-right mentality would think there's something wrong with the vaccines. That's it. So, if that's what's going to happen, then this is more of a justification of just cutting this department. It's got to go. And not get rid of, but they just got to start getting rid of as many of these types of officers as humanly possible. What community member wants to call 911 and get a cop who doesn't have a vaccine to show up to help them? Almost anything they call for is less dangerous than the virus they have. Now remember, all those cops are working with each other and mixing also. Many of them probably have it and don't have any symptoms. And they're just passing it along to people. They're a vector of transmission. They must be. All right. So that was when four or 5,000 cops, never, ever, ever going to happen. Remember, they can't strike. They prohibited from striking. Fire them. I'm sorry, fire them. They're incredibly well paid in Chicago. They do not need more money. They've had 10 months to do what's right or eight months so far, and they haven't done it. They got to be forced to do it. When you're a public service agency, you must do it. This is like healthcare workers and doctors and ambulance and fire department, all those people. This is happening all around the country. You don't want to do it, you're gone. That's it. You either get the shot or you're gone. This isn't December, we're testing it on you, or last November or August or October of 20 when we had no idea what was going on. Sorry, way too late. Here's the major quote, though. Okay, here's the one that a quintessential cotton Zara. We're in America, goddammit. We don't want to be forced to do anything, period. This ain't Nazi F in Germany, where they say, step into the F in showers. The pills won't hurt you. What the F in, he said. What the F he said. So what you're saying is, Forcing a public service agency that deals with the public day in and day out, 24 hours a day, all over the city, to get a life-saving vaccine that has been proven to be unbelievably successful in reducing, um, catching the vaccine and certainly getting sick from it, and certainly your ability to transmit it, all of that, 10 months after we started, or 8 months after we started giving out the shots, 9 months because they started in December, and by the time you have to get it, October 15, that's almost a year, it's like 10, 10 months or so. Forcing you to do that is unbelievable. It's like Nazi Germany. It's just like killing all the Jews and Poles. Maybe, Mr. Katanzar, and maybe this is what we should do, maybe he should go view Birkenau and see what he thinks then. Go, excuse me, go look at the pictures. Go look at the shoes piled up. I did. April of 19, I went. 
read a lot about it. I don't know if he would be so flippant saying what he's saying about a, the Holocaust and the mass slaughter of Jews and Poles, um, gays. I don't think he'd be so flippant with that. We're not testing the vaccine on you, my friend. You and your friends. Although he's not really employed by the police now. I mean, he, he's employed by them, but he's not really a cop. He has no police power, so I'm not sure if this even mandate him. I don't think it would be mandated by for him to take it, but we're not testing it on you. It's 10 months in. Hundreds of millions of people all over the world have gotten this vaccine or gotten these vaccines. They know what's happening. The reality is the cops who don't have it now are never going to get it unless they're forced. That's the reality. They're never going to get it. It's not, it's just not in their mindset to get it. They don't trust anything. These are the same people that we eat hot dogs with no idea what's in them, drink pop with no idea what's in them, smoke have no idea what's in the cigarette. There's like 111 chemicals. If I'm uh, remembering my wife that the FDA doesn't even know what they are in cigarettes, but they'll smoke it. Don't worry about it. Take drugs. Don't worry about it. They have no clue. But the vaccine life-saving helps save you and your family and all the people you interact with on the street. Mm-mm-mm-mm. I don't trust that. More evidence that the CPD needs to be defunded. We need to start taking segments of the department and getting away from armed police and more towards first responders, crisis responders, and get away from these, these people. Um, and maybe this will be the motivation for Lightfoot to do what she needs to do and stop slow walking all of it. Okay, we're now going to go move to the Sun-Times editorial on this very subject. Mayor puts wrong foot forward and move towards mandatory vaccine for cops and city workers. Can't wait to see why the Sun-Times editorial board, editorial board thinks that. They have been pretty useless. Um, I got to say, for all the fanfare about them being owned by a union and all this stuff, they have been really, really worthless for the most part out of the editorial board. So here's a quote. Let's look at the article. As we wrote last month, every government and business should require the vaccine. But instead of fully negotiating a, path, a pathway toward required vaccines and an announcement, Lightfoot again threw down the gauntlet and issued an edict with a deadline. What's to negotiate? These people have had eight months to get a life-saving vaccine that has tested out the, incredibly. Hundreds of millions all over the country, right? So what are we negotiating? Are we going to pay them to get a vaccine? They're government workers. They have to get it. What are we doing? Here's a negotiation. If you get it, you keep your job. How is that? What are we talking about? Where has this country gone? All right, next slide. You think numbers... Okay. All right, so we know that they, I mean, before reading the whole thing, so I'm not going to do that to you. I was wrong on the numbers, okay? I knew I had them somewhere. They're in here. I, ha I was wrong on the numbers. The New York Police Department is 47% vaccinated. I was wrong. Now, did I overestimate or underestimate the number of CPD members? What do you think? Over or under? Well, it turns out, I overestimated how many officers. It's not one in three. 
that got the vaccine. It's three in 10. Three in 10 officers. So it was almost four in 10. Now it's three in 10. 30% of the department, the Chicago Police Department, has their vaccines. 30%. That's like 11,000 or 10, so 30%, 12, 3,600, that's about 8,500 officers, 8,000 officers, something, let's say 8,000. 8,000 officers aren't vaccinated, going to work every day, interacting with the public all day, every day. 18 months, 15, 12, 17 months, 18 months into a pandemic. 18 months, over 600,000 Americans have died. 30% are vaccinated. What makes you think there is something other than a mandate that is going to make them get the vaccine? Why do they, should we pay them? Why do they need more money? They're a damn public service agency. They're, they're first responders. Get the vaccine. But you can't change an alt-right thinking. The alt-right, that's why so many cops and so many ex-military were among the insurrectionists. They don't trust anything, but we have to trust them, right? Somehow, 30% of your department being vaccinated 15, 18 months into a, a pandemic gives you credibility and legitimacy in the public's eye. Are they flipping crazy? It's unbelievable. It really is unbelievable. If you want any, can you find any further proof of why the Chicago Police Department is not a public service agency? 30% is vaccinated. 30%. Hundreds of officers around the country have died from COVID. 30% is vaccinated. There's no educating alt-righters. They're gone. Tried to pull a Kramer there. They're gone. It'd be nice if you could. Can you reason with John Catanzara when he talks about the government saying, you know what, in a couple months we're going to mandate you get shots because, hey, you work with the public every day and we need you to get those shots because for some reason after 15 months of a pandemic and 600,000 people dying, you haven't gotten them. So we're going to mandate it. And he compares that to getting pushed in the oven or going into the showers in the Holocaust and being gassed to death and then burned up. I, I just don't know where we go from here. He obviously, at the very least, is not someone that should be taken with any credibility or any seriousness at all, ever again. And I've been saying this from the first time he got it with the 50 complaints. He, the media tra treats him with way too much credibility. He's an alt-writer. He's also the guy that, by the way, in the first blush... The next day after the January 6th erection said, I didn't see anything, insurrection, I didn't see anything there. There was no violence. What more proof do you need? So he's going to sue. I actually love it. Sue. The real question is how many minutes until it gets tossed? We should start a pool. How many minutes until it gets tossed? It's gotten, those suits have gotten tossed all over the country. All over the country all over the country. The first one was Texas, 190 uh, employees at a hospital didn't want to get it. They all got, they got a mandate. They either take it or they got canned. I think many of them got canned. 
30%. What are they holding out to get money? They risk their lives and risk the lives of the public and their families to transmit this virus to them so they can hold out for a few hundred bucks. If that's the case, they should just be fired. They're disgusting, disgusting, disgusting. Okay. We are going to go to... We are going to go to our last segment of the show today. And this is um, Superintendent Brown seeks four Chicago police officers fighting over alleged choking, alleged, alleged, alleged choking incident. Yep. So now, real quickly, those who missed the intro, we published two reports on Superintendent Brown last week, one showing... Um, his personnel file and evidence of a internal misconduct investigation which centered on him and his partner and Brown lied multiple was found to have lied multiple times including in a um, polygraph exam despite knowing there was eyewitness testimony contrary to what he was saying he kept the lie up so we show he got suspended for 15 days we showed that and the reason we did this, I foiled his personnel file as soon as he got nominated here because the first thing I did was call journalists in Dallas and see what, what we were in for. And I want to, you know, the conversation around it hasn't, we've got some, you know, Channel 5 News uh, story was on it, which we'll show on Wednesday. We'll interview Lauren Cole, the off, intern author, who uh, wrote the reports for us. But I also want to, you know, talk about you know, people say that there was some talk in Chicago whether this makes him ineligible for the superintendent job, and that really wasn't the point. I think this might be, although that may make him, we're not taking a position on that right now, whether it makes him ineligible to hold this position. It's not so much are we arguing he's ineligible or unqualified, although you could argue that, and we may argue that at a later point. It's about the fact that there was a cover-up that he found got, got found guilty. There was a cover-up of this incident. Mayor Lightfoot didn't tell us the police board that vetted him and picked him and made him the selection and made the selection. So it could only be Brown picked by the mayor. There was a cover-up of this incident. Why? Because coming out of the Laquan McDonald fiasco and the firing of Superintendent McCarthy and then the hiring of Eddie Johnson, who was incompetent, should have never been made superintendent, and then he was fired for lying to the mayor the mayor then hires a superintendent who, 30 years ago, got found guilty multiple times of lying in an internal investigation. They covered it up. Now, if she wasn't worried about this disqualifying him, then she would have come public with it. Why don't they become public? Because they're worried about it disqualifying him. And that's just wrong. They should have told the public. If it disqualified him, it disqualified him. That should have become public. They should have been in the public discourse. They should have been in the city council hearing. Um, his confirmation that should have been in there. All right. We'll talk more about this on Wednesday. But the reason I'm bringing this up is because the Chicago Tribune, a month after the superintendent files charges to fire these four officers with the Chicago Police Board, has decided to write about a, um, a, a, an accountability case in which an officer, an 18-year veteran named Luis Garcia, um, who's being criminally prosecuted for official misconduct, um, by the, the state's attorney, Cook County State's Attorney, Superintendent Brown moved to fire Garcia and his partner and two other, two supervisors. Well, why'd that happen? Well, what happened in this case? The 
Garcia and his partner come across a man. There was calls. They come up. There's a man blocking traffic, 42-year-old. Seems kind of out of his mind. They arrest the man. He's using racial slurs about Garcia. Um, when Garcia gets him to cause racial slurs, Garcia gets in the back seat and starts choking the man. Uh-oh, that's a problem. Yes. Yes, it is. His partner ends up pulling him off, but Garcia, his partner, a sergeant and a lieutenant, never, 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 never write any of what happened, the altercation, the choking in their reports. So Garcia is charged with by the superintendent of excessive force, profanity, failing to record the entire incident on his body camera and failing to document events in police reports. Sounds good to me. Partner, he's being fired for failing, among other things, failing to report the abuse by Garcia. Now we're getting into a problem when you think about the fact that this guy lied multiple times in internal investigation and kept his job, got 15 days, and now he's superintendent judging people for their integrity. Sergeant Kevin Rake and Lieutenant Charles Daly, if I'm pronouncing that right, failed to report Garcia's misconduct. They're also being fired, or they're trying to fire them. So all four officers are being fired. Well, first of all, finally, they're getting some supervisors. What do you know? But secondly, this guy's been found, Brown has been found to have lied multiple times in an internal investigation. So what is he doing? He's firing, 30 years later, he's firing officers for lying in an internal investigation or covering something up. That's a little, um, what's the word for it? I, I'm missing it. Hypocritical, don't you think? This is the problem with hiring someone like Brown. He's got no credibility now. All he did was lie. Lie, 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 lie when he was at Dallas in this incident. Knowing there was firsthand eyewitness accounts, didn't care, he kept lying. First of all, he should have been fired back then, but that's not what they did. They gave him a 15-day suspension. Mayor, the police board, takes his materials, does a background check on him, finds out about it, probably did nothing. As far as we know, they did nothing. They put him on the short list. The mayor picks him off the short list. Now, there was a fix. We'll talk about more of that on Wednesday. The short list was gerrymandered to make sure Brown would be the easy pick. And Brown is picked, because that's how the mayor wanted it. Brown is picked. Mayor Lightfoot has to know about the incident. So now we have a superintendent of the Chicago Police Department that's been found guilty of lying in an internal investigation multiple times, misconduct investigation, and then later, years later, fires officers partly for failing to report things in lying in internal investigations. This is so Chicago, it's unbelievable. The hypocrisy is unbelievable. This is how it happens in Chicago. And the mayor's like, well, I'm not. You got questioned by BZ. And she's like, oh, I'm not going to talk about something that happened 30 years ago. He has been found guilty of lying in an internal investigation. How the hell did he move up in, in Dallas? And how did he get picked in Chicago? I'm going to stop ranting about this because I want to talk. I want to save it. Talk about it on Wednesday. I really appreciate you joining us, ladies and gentlemen. Um, we will be back Monday at 5.30 with an interview with um, Lauren Cole, from a, uh, now former intern. Her internship ended on Friday. Former intern from the Chicago Justice Project, who wrote our two pieces, also wrote our uh, public safety report earlier um, this summer on the Public Safety Committee. Uh, we'll be back with her. We're uh, lining up interviews for next week with Dave Olson, Professor Dave Olson from Loyola University, about his report on... 
report on um, sentencing for um, unlawful use of a weapon in Cook County. That's a big hotbed topic here and a bunch of lying from the superintendent. Wow, Brown lies again. It's shocking. Um, but we'll be talking to him. We're also lining up Deborah Whitsburg, the Deputy Public Safety Inspector General, to talk about the report, which we will talk a little bit on Friday about, about ShotSpotter and why it's so bad. Okay, ladies and gentlemen, I'll see you back here Wednesday at 530.